Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email Tucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate.
I didn't like our new format here. <clears throat> Sorry. But they switched it again on my software program. So uh, for all you bloggers out there, I'm not even <laughs> sure that you're out there. <laughs> Um, Cannabis Kid is not here, but they will be here soon. They'll be here soon. Next week we have an interview, and uh, Cannabis Kid will be back. Yes, a very magic moment. So I've got some um, interesting articles. There's one here um, that we got from um, a special Time edition of marijuana <coughs> of the magazine, and it's called Marijuana: The Medical Movement. I love when I find these. Uh, at the newsstands when I'm shopping and stuff and checking out and I get so excited. I leave my cart and I just run around looking for you. No problem. Uh, And then we've got some quick stats and there is another um, (coughs) interesting interview with Dr. Raphael Mishulam. Not mine. This one is coming from MG for the Cannabis Professional. And then we have uh, a glimpse of where the candidates stand on their candidacy. Um, I think that's a really good article. But first, we'd like to give a shout out to Tumbleweed Cell Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. We're on the southeast side of Broadway and Swan. Certifications seven days a week now. That's right. Seven days a week certifications. And pretty soon we'll have two doctors on board every day. Uh, well, Monday through Friday at least, so we will be guaranteeing walk-ins Monday through Friday. Um, but it's nice having certifications on Sunday. Um, it's nice having certifications on the weekend for people because that's usually their only time off. And we've been getting requests for Sunday for, well, I think almost eight years since we opened. And um, we finally decided to do it. Um, and it's very helpful for people. We know it's been so hot, and we hope that you're seriously hydrating out there. Oh, my gosh, stay hydrated. And not just with water, because you can get um, you can get really dehydrated if you uh, don't drink enough um, water slash, like, electrolytes. So go get some Pedialyte. Go get some Gatorade. Um, there's a great product that... Whole Foods called Recharge. It's all natural. It's the same thing. And they make organic Gatorade now. Ooh. I know. That's really awesome. So come on down and get certified. 249 for certifications and 174 if you're on food stamps. We're going to be having some super sales coming up for uh, back to school time. Everybody is out there. Everyone's starting different. So um, some of the elementary schools have started. Um, the junior colleges are going to start up and then U of A is going to start up and then it's all full swing ahead. We are going to be back in educational business. It's important to stay educated. Um, So check it out. For certifications, it's a very simple process, actually. You need current medical records. And what are those? Medical records in the last 12 months that are signed by your doctor electronically or um, because we can use your electronic copies uh, or print it out and make sure it's signed uh, by the doctor or electronically signed either way. 
And then uh, it's something in the last 12 months that the state of Arizona is going to approve your card for. Uh, and here happens to be a list of those conditions. Uh, PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms including multiple sclerosis. You're eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease, medical condition, or just the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes any of the above conditions and more. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. Also, you can go to the website and uh, just click all over there, and you'll get to somehow... send us a message and say, hey, here's my name, my email, phone number, and here's my message. Um, Please be specific with your messages and try not to send the same message with the information that's already on the website because that's redundant. (laughs) Uh, If you want to book an appointment, up at the top there, there's a button that says book appointment. You can get right there. Uh, You can also check out past radio shows that we have. Uh, by going to the radio section and scrolling down there, you can listen to what we're doing now or get to past shows. Uh, also, if you go to the home, click the home button and uh, scroll on down, you can see our awesome new team. We have a, a, a whole slew of amazing new do- uh, doctors and staff. We're very, very, very excited to have them aboard. And if you want to join our team, you can email us your resume anytime. Uh, so certifications. Um, you can take a look at the list and what, what I was saying by uh, these conditions and more. So if you've got fibromyalgia, migraines, BBD, uh, RA, leg cramps, uh, leg twitches, whatever's going on, um, there are so many ailments that fall under the chronic pain and uh, seizures and muscle spasms. A lot of people get muscle spasms uh, as they get older, neuropathy, pain. Um, what else? They did listen. They did list Crohn's in here, and there's an article, and they listed MS. And I think there was uh, ADHD is not on this list, but there's a, a little article I'm going to read next about those three conditions. But those are the conditions you can get at Tumbleweeds. Uh, we would also like to give a huge shout out to Growers House at yeah. 3635 East 34th Street. They're one of our main sponsors. So if you go to uh, the radio, click the radio button, get on, scroll on down there, you can see Grower's House and Canna Health Online. And you can go to growershouse.com or come here in Tucson. Say habla espanol. I guess they've got some Spanish speakers available, which is fantastic. 
10% off all prisms, CMH lamps, valve fixtures, and complete kits. Shop now. All right. So there's all sorts of sales going on. There's um, a grower's forum. You can learn how to grow. All sorts of great, great, great guidance here. Pots and trays, lighting, grow tents, nutrients. Um, <laughs> and if you enter a valid email, you can click and spin now. And claim a, a prize here. So let's see what we won. It's like no whammy. Stop. And we win. What do we get? Oh, it's slowing down. Slowing down. Uh-oh. A $25 coupon was just sent to my email. Whoa! That's crazy. That is so crazy. Just, wow. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so there you have it. I just won 25 bucks just for <laughs> playing their game. Hey, I'm going to go use that because uh, I do all sorts of other gardens. I've got some amazing strawberries uh, growing right now. And um, I've got some other plants. I don't even know what they are, but they're growing. <laughs> so get on down to the grower's house. You can also go and check out if you, anywhere you are, no matter what you're doing, except driving. Don't read about weed and <laughs> go to Canon Health if you picture you can go to Canon Health magazine it's a digital online magazine and you can check it out wherever you are Canon Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge safe access and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership it's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. That's right. It's free to subscribe. And who doesn't like free things? Everybody wants something free <laughs> these days. All right, so let's do... A little bit of reading, and we'll see if we get anybody chatting or anybody calling in. You know, you can call in anytime you want, 646-915-8421, and press, I hate to say this, hashtag one for most of you millennials <laughs> out there. Press pound one for everybody else, and you'll be put into a queue, and that way I'll know you're ready to chat with us. All right. This is from the special time edition. I love it. Thank you, Time, for looking into this. Um, okay. This says, I use pot for my health. At the center of this controversial trend are regular people just hoping to feel well again. Here are three of their stories, as told to Hallie Levine in 2018. Cannabis allows me to live with MS. Surrey, 54 years old. At age 54, I've been battling multiple sclerosis for over 30 years, more than half my full life. I have severe physical limitations. I'm confused now to a wheelchair. Oh, sorry, confined now to a wheelchair. And I require 24-7 care. I need help with all the simple things most people take for granted, like brushing my teeth or sending a text. Many friends wonder how I can get through it. I tell them I rely on acceptance, love, a great sense of humor, and daily medical marijuana use. In order to understand why I use this drug, you need to get a sense of what living with multiple sclerosis is like. 
My flare-ups begin with an electro, uh, electrocuting tiredness different from any fatigue you've ever experienced. Imagine walking with heavy slabs of meat Velcro to your body. That's how I feel when my symptoms are at their worst. When I found out I had MS at age 23, I learned to accept the rescheduling in my life. I couldn't do anything significant after 12.30 p.m. Every day I would tell myself that tomorrow would be a good day. Eventually, after about 20 years, I had to admit to myself that that strategy didn't really work. Then marijuana entered the picture. After my MS diagnosis, I used it occasionally at night to sleep whenever I felt weird or panicky. If I took it, I felt better. It helped with my symptoms, my crushing fatigue, and the anxiety I had surrounding my illness. Back then, it was hard to get. I got nervous buying it illegally, so when medical marijuana became legal in New York in 2014, I was thrilled. My GP referred me to a doctor in Brooklyn who specialized in medical marijuana. He got me a prescription. In New York, MS is one of the approved conditions. I got chewable CBD pills. CBD or cannabidiol is one of the chemical compounds of marijuana from a dispensary just down the road from me. I soon discovered what it was like to feel normal again. Usually at around 12.30 or 1, I would start to feel as if I were being electrocuted. But if I took a pill every hour, noon would come and I would still feel good, then 2, and so on. It was wild, just amazing. I felt almost like my pre-MS self. Now I use CBD vape oil, typically in the morning, then after about 2 p.m. CBD oil is amazing but expensive, uh, about $94 for a one-month supply. Thanks to a friend in California who grows it and makes CBD oil, I have more affordable access. My kids who are 25 and 19 are supportive, as is my ex-husband. The hardest part about having MS is maintaining my respectability as a human. It's awful to be so impacted that you can't walk and struggle with everyday, uh, and you struggle with everyday things. But if I take marijuana, I feel well enough to have my aide take me into the town to shop. Little things like that make me feel like a normal person again. It's given me some semblance of life back, and that's awesome. And and even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just the ability to get dressed, uh, maybe take a shower, rinse off and get into town for a little while, you have no idea how that lifts the spirits of people that can't do that. We, people that are healthy and fit, you know, they tend to take things for granted, I would think, not maybe on purpose, but just because um, they don't know that, uh, what that pain is like and, and what that suffering is like. So, you know, it's it's really important to be aware of, of everybody out there and not to judge someone's inability to just to just even go grocery shopping. That's a great story. Um, we know a lot of people with MS. In fact, one time, uh, one of our patients called, actually her mom called me and she said, um, my daughter, I won't say her name, um, has been in this MS flare-up for it was weeks and she couldn't get out of bed and she was wetting herself. I mean, it was really bad. She She, she couldn't dress herself. She could barely move. And she finally broke down and said to her mom, you know, um, I have this friend, you know, and because this lady was a patient, and she said, and she's also a patient, and she's, you know, she could bring me something that would make me feel a whole lot better. And I can't tell you what the miracle I saw when I drove out to this person's house, and I brought just a little herb, some dry herb, put it in that pipe for her. She took two puffs. And within 30 to 
60 seconds. I'm not even kidding. She was sitting up and the relief that I saw come over her body. You could just see every, all the tension came down. It's a really hard thing to describe, but she just relaxed. Every, every cell in her body relaxed to a point where her mom was in tears. And I just, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I just left a bunch with her and, uh, we were, um, able to get her up and on the road again so you know it's it's a really 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 powerful thing and it's important for for everybody to be able to have access to all right cannabis cured my Crohn's disease this says Ron not his real name uh, he's 50 I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease a type of inflammatory bowel disease in 2008 my symptoms started about five years before that but at first they were fairly mild I would go to the bathroom and notice bleeding. But right before the birth of my second child, the bleeding worsened to the point that I became anemic. A, col- a colonoscopy showed I had Crohn's. Over the next five years, uh, my gastroenterologist put me on a variety of medications, including anti-inflammatories and drugs, to suppress my immune system. Crohn's occurs when the immune system begins to attack the cells that line the digestive tract. Well, but they didn't seem to work and had very bad side effects. Finally, as a last resort, my doctor put me on 6-MP or Merco, um, mercaptopurine, a type of chemotherapy drug that has been shown to be effective for Crohn's. It did improve my symptoms, but it did leave me feeling nauseous and cause my hair to fall out. It also destroyed my immune system. I developed a skin infection, MRSA, four times. The last draw came in 2010 when I developed a massive MRSA infection that caused excruciating pain. After that, I decided to not go back to my gastroenterologist and to wean myself off 6-MP. I went online and found a website run by someone who had Crohn's. We spoke and he suggested I try cannabis oil and gave me the phone number of a dealer in the southeastern U.S. who could ship to me. I figured, why not? I tried marijuana a few times in college, and I thought um, it wasn't, oh, and though I wasn't a big user back then, I liked it. The oil came a couple of weeks later. I had to order it illegally as my condition didn't make uh, me eligible for a medical marijuana card in my state. I began taking a pea-sized glob at night after my kids were in bed, squirting it into my mouth with a syringe. It was hard to tell whether it was helping with my Crohn's since at that point I was still on the 6MP. But it seemed to really help with the drug side effects. I no longer felt nauseous. My hair stopped falling out. I finished the first tube, which had cost about $300 in about three months. When I called the reorder, the guy suggested a different product made from the indica strain of cannabis. I tried it, and 11 days after I started, my bleeding stopped. I was stunned, as that hadn't happened with years of medication. I've been using the cannabis oil once or twice a week ever since. I take it about 9.30 at night when I have full stomach and can go right to sleep. My wife and physician know I'm taking this drug, but my um, otherwise I've kept it uh, close to my best. I don't want my kids who are 9 and 12 to think that marijuana is okay. When they're older and can understand the differences between me- uh, medicinal and recreational use, I'll explain all this to them. My theory is that disease like Crohn's are due to some kind of imbalance. The marijuana allowed my digestive system to essentially recalibrate. Your body can heal itself as long as you get out of its way. And that's the truth. Um, that's a great way of saying it. You do have to get out of its way. And um, it, it was important that 
this person tries something natural, the other side effects are so bad. You know, you can lose a whole lot of weight with the nausea, and um, that's it's. I've I know you know some people that have Crohn's, but I've also had some stories where um, I had one gentleman come in for his migraine, and um, he he came back uh, a couple days later and said. Um, I uh, I need some more. And I said, wow, you took all that already? He said, no, my wife's using it now because it healed her Crohn's. And I said, what? And I didn't know exactly what Crohn's was, so I looked it up. I was like, holy Toledo, because she, he said, she said to me she could feel her stomach unraveling. It was like the knots in her stomach were coming undone. It was, you know, really, really, really amazing to hear that. So we have a lot of uh, patients just come down to Tumbleweeds Health Center for their CBD products. All right. And here's one. Um, I really encourage this uh, for for people that I know um, who have children with this or if it's for themselves or for anybody. But I know some people that have kids with ADHD. Um, and here's a story on that. Amy, not her real name, age <clears throat> 47. I first got the idea of using cannabis to treat my son, Jack, not his real name, who is 11 and has ADHD a couple of years ago. I was working on a film on the anti-cancer properties of marijuana and was surprised to discover that some doctors recommended it for ADHD and autism. I was intrigued. As Jack had never responded well to traditional ADHD medications, such as the stimulant Ritalin, I spoke informally to a pediatrician who specializes in treating children with developmental disorders such as autism. Once we figured out dosing, I started Jack on a CBD oil. It seemed like such an easy thing to try, kind of like acupuncture. If it did help, great, but if it didn't, it wasn't as if it would have any toxic side effects. Although we don't live in California, I have residency there, so I was able to get him a state medical marijuana card. I shipped the oil to myself, which is illegal. It comes as a sublethal drop that he takes every day under his tongue. We saw benefits fairly quickly. It wasn't like when he took Ritalin and there was an automatic improvement, but over a period of about six weeks, I gradually saw the cannabis take effect. Jack has always suffered from a lot of anxiety, which is very common among kids with ADHD, but he seemed calmer and happier. He slept better, he ate better, and in general, he just seemed more robust. We started giving it to him in July of 2016, and that September, he started a new school. A month into classes, I asked his teachers if he was showing any signs of anxiety, like fidgeting a lot or chewing on a shirt. They seemed surprised and said they weren't seeing any. I used to never be able to take him to a movie, let alone get him to sit through a meal. He was always shifting and moving, almost as if he wanted to get out of his skin. Now he's present. He can sit and have a conversation or pull out his homework and sit down and do it without being reminded. All that underlying irritability and distractibility is gone. I feel like his brain has really calmed down, almost as though it's been restarted. Jack's current pediatrician knows that he is taking CBD oil, as do his psychiatrist and psychologist. He's their only patient taking it, so they're very interested. His therapist has also noticed all of these things. I don't get the sense that they think of the drops as medicine. They view it as almost giving him melatonin at night. Focusing at school is still a problem for him, although the CBD seems to relax him 
enough to get rid of anxiety. It doesn't seem to improve his concentration. My pediatrician in Los Angeles recommended a THC extract for focus, but I wasn't comfortable with anything that might cause psychoactive effects, especially without a knowledgeable local doctor to help with managing those side effects. I do think it's reasonably fair. Uh, oh, it's reasonable for any parent who has a child with ADHD con- to consider trying CBD oil under a pediatrician's care, especially since the current medications to treat the condition have so many side effects. I just wish more parents knew about it and more doctors were informed. Cannabis has such negative connotations, especially for kids, but in my experience, it has been a real game changer. And notice that um, at least the last two articles, um, no, even the last, even the first one uh, about MS, they they all say that it, it cannabis kind of restarted their systems, which is what uh, we hear a lot of doctors say about this this plant. It has the ability to just kind of reset everything. Uh, it, we have we all have an endocannabinoid system, and so um, you know when we start using cannabis. It's able to regulate that system, regulates all of our other systems, so we start feeling really, really good again. So, you know what else makes us feel really, really good again? I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight 
those motherfuckers They making money day and night All those motherfuckers And bribing Congress out of sight All those motherfuckers They be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it Because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old so it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm the one looking for a pot shop.
and more. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. If you have access to facts, our number is 520-306-5147. So shout out and tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Check it out. We've got all sorts of great information there. You can get to our radio show, which we're doing now. Um, you can get to the certification section, make a make an appointment. We've got new events. We are going to be at Pride again this year. Woo-hoo! And that, let's see, Tucson Pride Festival and Parade, September 28th, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., food, drinks, and giveaways. Stop by our booth for free gifts and great information about the Arizona Medical Marijuana Program. Tucson Pride 2019 will be observing the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, which marked the beginning of the LGBTQ riots movement in the United States. Following the success of 2018, this year's parade will return to its historical route on Country Club Road and opening this festival on September 28, 2019. Uh, Tucson Pride in the Desert is in its 42nd year. Pride in the Desert is an all-day, all-ages festival which combines entertainment consisting of booth and local national artists with the exhibition of of voluminous community resources and vendors serving the Tucson LGBTQ community and their straight allies. Last year's festival drew more than 4,300 attendees, 90 vendors and exhibitors, and 150 volunteers. All right. That sounds excellent. So we'll be there. Uh, check it out. It should be really, really great turnout. Really fun. Okay. <clears throat> By the numbers. This is some fast stats from Cannabis Business Times for the last day of July. All right. Uh, 36,964. The number of New Mexico patients using cannabis to treat PTSD symptoms. Wow. Uh, $10.43. The average price per gram for flour and bud in New Mexico's MMJ program. That's not bad. Uh, 24,859. The number of New Mexico patients using cannabis to treat severe and chronic pain. Uh, 34. The number of MMJ producers in operation at the end of uh, Q1 2019 in New Mexico. And 73,350, the number of active patients in New Mexico's MMJ program. That's fantastic. That's really, really, really great news um, because it just shows shows everybody that, um, well, their government, that this is important, and that number is just going to just skyrocket. $300 million, $300 million potential revenue Zimbabwe could recap five years after launching a medical and industrial cannabis program, assuming 50,000 hectares of cultivation. Wow. Zimbabwe. Go Zimbabwe. 
89,000 to 89,000 number of cannabis jobs Zimbabwe could create five years after launching a medical and industrial cannabis program. Wow, that is a whole lot of 89,000 jobs. That's spectacular. All right. Well, speaking of jobs, um, let's see who out there is voting for what. All right. Where do candidates stand on cannabis? This this article is from Leafly, so thank you, Leafly. We like Leafly. We love to read about our favorite strains. All right, let's see. Hang on one moment. Let's bring this over here if we can. All right, and so we can check and see if anybody out there is blogging or calling in. You can call in at 646-915-8421. And you can blog in just by uh, logging on. And I just take the moment, I believe. And you can say hello. All right. This says this article was updated on July 29th. With dozens of declared candidates ready to take on President Trump in November 2020, America's aspiring chief executives are scrambling for ways to catch the eyes of primary voters. So why not use <coughs> cannabis as a sorting device? Where do cannabis stand on 2020? Um, 2020 election is right around the corner. So here's who is for and against federal legalization. Uh, And here we go. Cannabis used to be a liberals-only issue, but not anymore. In fact, President Trump's only declared primary challenger so far, former Massachusetts Governor William Weld, is an outspoken libertarian and full-throated advocate for legalization. By contrast, the Democratic frontrunner in the summer of 2019, former Vice President Joe Biden, established himself as an ardent drug warrior in the 90s and can't understand why so many young people today want to legalize. We did the research. Here's what we found in alphabetical order. Vote, donate, and volunteer as your conscience demands. Michael Bennett, U.S. Senator for Colorado. Although he opposed Colorado's 2012 legalization bill, Amendment 64, Bennett has since become a champion of cannabis legalization as well as hemp. Most recently, he co-signed the 2019 Marijuana Justice Act. Quote, we see hemp as a great opportunity to diversify our farms and manufacture high-margin products for the American people. Quote, wow, that you sh- we should be diversifying our farms. We should have the ability to grow whatever they want, those farmers of ours out there. All right, Joe Biden, former vice president, former U.S. Senator, Delaware, an outspoken proponent of the war on drugs, as well as a former chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Joe Biden hasn't become much more amenable to cannabis in recent years. He's the only 2020 Democratic candidate who remains explicitly opposed to federal legalization. He supports rescheduling cannabis as a Schedule II drug, which would facilitate scientific research. And May Leafly characterized Biden's stand with this headline. Biden pledges tepid support for cannabis half measure. <laughs> Quote, there's a difference between sending someone to jail for a few ounces and legalizing it. The punishment should fit the crime, but I think legalization is a mistake. I still believe marijuana is a gateway drug. Quote, that was 2010. Then in mid-July, as Biden looked around and realized he was the only candidate besides Trump still standing in the way of legalization, he changed his tune, kind of. The former vice president released a 10-page justice reform proposal that included decriminalization of cannabis, 
$20 billion in prevention funds for communities, efforts to reduce racial profiling by police, more job training in prisons, ending private prisons, and other ideas. Quote, I believe my criminal justice reform package is as strong or stronger than anyone else, Biden said. All right. Cory Booker, U.S. Senator, New Jersey. A longtime critic of the war on drugs and advocate of cannabis reform, Booker raised the bar in cannabis legislation this year when he became the chief sponsor of the progressive and far-reaching Marijuana Justice Act. Until recently, Booker stood virtually alone in his support for both legalization and social equity programs to help repair their damage, uh, the damage done by the war on drugs. Quote, I believe too many of my young people are being unfairly punished and chewed up by the criminal justice system over small amounts of marijuana. Their lives are being severely and adversely affected by the sheer number of arrests and incarcerations we are making. And that's 2013. Steve Bullock, governor and former attorney general of Montana. Although Bullock has been an outspoken advocate of medical marijuana in Montana, and a vocal opponent of rescinding the coal memo, he has kept mum on federal legalization. His public comments suggest that he is not in favor of uh, recreational cannabis. Quote, I don't want unlimited grow operations and things like that. I don't think anybody does. I don't think we want the chronic um, pain of ages 19 to 29 to be the largest group of medical cannabis patients. Quote, 2012. Well, there's a lot of chronic pain out there. You can't kind of pick an age for it. <laughs> uh, all right. Pete, buddy gig, however you say that, my apologies. Mayor South Bend, Indiana. How do you say that? Where's our buzzer? Ooh, that's a good one, but I like this one. All right. Um, although he's never tackled cannabis during his time as mayor of South Bend, um, uh, Pete has become a vocal component of ending cannabis prohibition and often frames the issue in the context of racial disparities. Quote, what we are going to do if we decide that it actually doesn't make sense to incarcerate for unbelievably long amounts of time for nonviolent drug offenses, what are we going to do for the people we already did that to? Quote, and that's in 2019. That's true. You have to, you know, we don't have to, but a lot of places now are expunging records and, um, taking a look at just how to handle that because we're wasting so many, many, many billions of taxpayers' dollars on folks sitting in jail for no good reason. Uh, Julian Castro, former HUD secretary, former mayor of San Antonio. These pictures are horrible that they put up here uh, of each of these candidates. As recently as 2014, Castro was skeptical of cannabis reform. In the past couple of years, however, he has been, he's become critical of Trump, uh, of the Trump administration's interference with state laws, and is seemingly in favor of federal legalization. Quote, rescinding the coal memo is a mistake. Colorado and other states have shown we can sensibly legalize marijuana with reasonable controls. 2017. Bill de Blasio, mayor, New York City de Blasio has advocated for reducing cannabis-related arrests since he became mayor of New York in 2014. He didn't come out in favor of adult use legalization until his past, <clears throat> this past December, however, just two days after Governor Cuomo. Quote, 
I have been convinced that we can establish a regulatory framework that keeps our streets safe, rights the wrongs of the past, and gives economic opportunity to communities hit hardest by the war on drugs. Right on. Well, that was in 2018. Um, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding of communities, and um, cannabis is going to be helpful. Look at how many jobs are created uh, just in New Mexico in the first year. All right. John Delaney, former U.S. Representative of Maryland. Uh, although he hasn't sponsored any cannabis legalization himself, uh, Representative Delaney earned a B rating from normal for his consistent voting record in favor of cannabis reform. Quote, the war on drugs has contributed to a criminal justice system where people of color are disproportionately harmed. Quote, that was in 2018. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, U.S. Representative, Hawaii. Um, In the past couple of years, Gabbard has sponsored and co-sponsored many cannabis reform bills. A military veteran, she has advocated for veterans' legal access to cannabis. In March 2019, she and Alaska Rep. Don Young introduced the Ending Federal Marijuana Prohibition Act, which would remove cannabis from the federal controlled substances list and allow states to regulate the substance with full authority. Quote, the criminal justice system puts people in prison for smoking marijuana while allowing corporations like Purdue Pharma, who are are responsible for the opioid-related deaths of thousands of people, to walk away scot-free with their coffers full. Quote, 2019, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely what's going on. It's all wrong here. It's so sad that it just seems, I don't know, more and more, it's just all about money. Taking care of people, which it really should be. You know, there's plenty on this planet to take care of the people that are on it, um, and we need to realize that, and we need to help. We all need to help do that. Darn right, Kirsten Gillibrand, U.S. Senator, New York. All right. While Gillibrand has publicly advocated for medical cannabis since at least 2014, she's recently evolved to become one of the most vocal pro-legalization candidates vying for the Democratic nomination. Sadly, as you will hear from many constituents, for decades, the so-called war on drugs has not been pursued with equality, quote. And that was 2018 in, the, uh, 2018 in a letter to then AG Sessions. Uh, in early June, Gillibrand became one of the few candidates to roll out a full legalization plan. Quote, legalization is a criminal justice issue, a health care issue, and an economic issue, she wrote. It's past time to make this happen at the federal level. In July, Gillibrand further solidified her bona fides with a performance at a campaign gathering in Ohio, in Ohio, where she brilliantly explained the problem with racial disparities, white privilege, and the war on drugs. All right, Kamala Harris, U.S. Senator, California, former Attorney General, California. All right, let's see what time it is. Woo, we are. It's getting getting to be that time. All right. Ms. Harris, let's see. Harris has made the most dramatic shift in her cannabis views of any of the 2020 candidates. A few years ago, she spoke brazenly about convicting drug dealers in California and openly scoffed at questions of legalization. She has since become a sponsor of the Marijuana Justice Act, although it took her a while. Among the 2020 candidates, she has also become the most open about her cannabis use. Quote, the war on drugs was a failure. It criminalized what is a public health matter? 
It was a war <clears throat> on poor communities more than anything, quote, and that was in 2017. Harris has continued to evolve on the issue. On July 22nd, she introduced the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Inspection Act, a.k.a. the MORE Act, uh, which would remove cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act. The MORE proposal would also require federal uh, courts to expunge uh, prior marijuana-related convictions, allow prior offenders to request expungement of their criminal records, and, if needed, request resentencing hearings. Wow. It would also halt the denial of federal public benefits based on marijuana possession or previous pot-related convictions while making sure those offenses, quote, will have no adverse impact under the uh, immigration laws, quote, The act would also authorize a 5% federal sales tax on cannabis products to fund an opportunity trust fund for socially and economically disadvantaged communities. Wow. There you go. There you have it. John Hickenlooper, former governor of Colorado. Even though Hickenlooper used to consider cannabis a gateway drug and publicly opposed Colorado's legalization efforts, He has since come around to the issue and signed many cannabis reform bills while in office. Still, no legalization advocate in Colorado would consider Hickenlooper an ally. He allowed the will of the voters to take effect in 2012, but he didn't like legalization then, and he's still not a big fan of it now. Quote, federal law still says marijuana is an illegal drug, so don't break out the Cheetos or goldfish too quickly, he said in 2012. first started this business almost uh, almost eight years now. Uh, in November, eight years. But when we first started, we were like, yeah, probably like 10, 20 years. And I think we're about at the 10-year mark. So um, it'll change. It's going to change. Everybody has to figure out how they're going to make their money, and then <laughs> it'll be changed. It's sad still all about money, but uh, Jay Inslee, Governor of Washington, like Hickenlooper, Inslee was initially opposed to legalization in his state, but has since become an advocate of federal cannabis reform and has championed expunging marijuana misdemeanor charges in the state. All right. Earlier this year, he announced he would pardon 3,500 people uh, with low-level cannabis convictions statewide, which is more than Hickenlooper has done. Quote, as states continue to legalize medical and recreational marijuana, There's more that the federal government must do to provide states with legal certainty and empower the operation of safe systems across the country. That's right. Absolutely right. Safe systems. You really need to be able to empower the states to do their thing. Um, We need to take it, get it off scheduling altogether, at least so much so that we can study it and use it and recommend it medically because right now it's not... anywhere near that ability, so which is why we have so many problems. All right, let's see. I'm not sure how many we've got left here. Um, All right, well, actually, we're just going to leave it at that, and we're going to give a couple more shout-outs, and we'll come back to the presidential candidates um, maybe next week, since we're at the closing here, and next week we've got a an interview coming up as well. So we'd like to say thank you to everybody for tuning in to these day one days. As always, it's a great pleasure. 
And uh, shout out to Growers House and um, Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. You can go right there, uh, click the button, and get to the magazine. You don't have to go anywhere. Growers House is growershouse.com, Tumbleweeds Health Center, and tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. All sorts of great things, all conditions listed, what you need to get your cards. We've got uh, a section on law. We're going to be at Pride coming up at the end of September. That's a month. That's a couple uh, months away. Yeah, not too long ago. 60 days. Oh, my Lord. We have a store, our online store. You can purchase our t-shirt now. Woo-hoo! t-shirts. Check them all out. Cinnamon, spearmint, um, a botanical blend, and a natural flavor of uh, organic t-shirts. So thank you. As always, next week, Cannabis Tea will be here, and Silver Sister will be here shortly. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, folks.